Section 19 of the Douay Reims New Testament. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 19. Colossians chapter 3. He exhorts them to put off the old man and to put on the new. The duties of wives and husbands, children and servants. Therefore, if you be risen with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Mind the things that are above, not the things that are upon the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ shall appear, who is your life, then you also shall appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, lust, evil concupiscence and covetousness which is the service of idols for which things the wrath of god cometh upon the children of unbelief in which you also walked some time when you lived in them but now put you also all away anger indignation malice blasphemy filthy speech out of your mouth lie not one to another stripping yourselves of the old man with his deeds and putting on the new him who is renewed unto knowledge according to the image of him that created him where there is neither gentile nor jew circumcision nor uncircumcision barbarian nor scythian bond nor free but christ is all and in all put ye on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, the bowels of mercy, benignity, humility, modesty, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if any have a complaint against another, even as the Lord hath forgiven you, so do you also. But above all these things have charity, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of Christ rejoice in your hearts wherein also you are called in one body and be ye thankful let the word of christ dwell in you abundantly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms hymns and spiritual canticles singing in grace in your hearts to god all whatsoever you do in word or in work do all in the name of the lord jesus christ giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Wives, be subject to your husbands as it behoveth in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to indignation, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters, according to the flesh, not serving to the eye, as pleasing men, but in simplicity of heart, fearing God. Whatsoever you do, do it from the heart as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that you shall receive of the Lord the reward of inheritance. Serve ye the Lord Christ. For he that doth wrong shall receive for that which he hath done wrongfully, and there is no respect of persons with God. Colossians chapter 4 
he recommends constant prayer and wisdom various salutations masters do to your servants that which is just and equal knowing that you also have a master in heaven be instant in prayer watching in it with thanksgiving praying with all for us also that god may open unto us a door of speech to speak the mystery of christ for which also i am bound that i may make it manifest as i ought to speak walk with wisdom towards them that are without redeeming the time let your speech be always in grace seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer every man all the things that concern me tychicus our dearest brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the lord will make known to you what i have sent to you for this same purpose that he may know the things that concern you and comfort your hearts with onesimus a most beloved and faithful brother who is one of you all things that are done here they shall make known to you aristarchus my fellow prisoner saluteth you and mark the cousin german of barnabas touching whom you have received commandments if he come unto you receive him and jesus that is called justice who are of the circumcision these only are my helpers in the kingdom of god who have been a comfort to me epaphras saluteth you who is one of you a servant of christ jesus who is always solicitous for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and full in all the will of god for i bear him testimony that he hath much labor for you and for them that are at Lodicia and them at hierapolis luke the most dear physician saluteth you and demas salute the brethren who are at Lodicia, and nymphos and the church that is in his house and when this epistle shall have been read with you cause that it be read also in the church of the Lodatians, and that you read that which is of the Lodatians. footnote and that you read that which is of the laodatians what this epistle was is uncertain and annotators have given different opinions concerning it some expound these words of an epistle which st paul wrote to the laodatians and is since lost for that now extant is no more than a collection of sentences out of the other epistles of st paul therefore it cannot be considered even as a part of that epistle others explain that the text means a letter sent to st paul by the laodiceans which he sends to the colossians to be read by them however this opinion does not seem well founded hence it is more probable that st paul wrote an epistle from rome to the laodiceans about the same time that he wrote to the colossians as he had them both equally at heart and that he ordered that epistle to be read by the colossians for their instructions and being neighboring cities they might communicate to each other what they had received from him 
as one epistle might contain some matters not related in the other and would be equally useful for their concern and more particularly as they were equally disturbed by intruders and false teachers against which the apostle was anxious to warn them lest they should be infected by their pernicious doctrine End of footnote. and say to archippus take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the lord that thou fulfil it the salutation of paul with my own hand be mindful of my bands grace be with you amen the first epistle of st paul to the thessalonians thessalonica was the capital of macedonia in which st paul having preached the gospel converted some jews and a great number of the gentiles but the unbelieving jews envying his success raised such a commotion against him that he and his companion sylvanus were obliged to quit the city afterwards he went to athens where he heard that the converts in thessalonica were under a severe persecution ever since his departure and lest they should lose their fortitude he sent timothy to strengthen and comfort them in their sufferings in the meantime st paul came to corinth where he wrote his first epistle and also the second to the thessalonians both in the same year being the nineteenth after our lord's ascension these are the first of his epistles in the order of time first thessalonians chapter one he gives thanks for the grace bestowed on the thessalonians paul and sylvanus and timothy to the church of the thessalonians in god the father and in the lord jesus christ grace be to you and peace we give thanks to god always for you all making a remembrance of you in our prayers without ceasing be mindful of the work of your faith and labor and charity and of the enduring of the hope of our lord jesus christ before god and our father knowing brethren beloved of god your election for our gospel hath not been unto you in word only but in power also and in the holy ghost and in much fullness as you know what manner of men we have been among you for your sakes and you became followers of us and of the lord receiving the word in much tribulation with joy of the holy ghost so that you were made a pattern to all that believe in macedonia and in achaia for from you was spread abroad the word of the lord not only in macedonia and in achaia but also in every place your faith which is towards god is gone forth so that we need not to speak anything for they themselves relate of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how you turned to god from idols to serve the living and true god and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised up from the dead jesus who hath delivered us from the wrath to come first thessalonians chapter two the sincerity of the apostles preaching the gospel to them and of their receiving it for yourselves know brethren our entrance in unto you that it was not in vain 
but having suffered many things before and been shamefully treated as you know at philippi we had confidence in our god to speak unto you the gospel of god in much carefulness for our exhortation was not of error nor of uncleanness nor in deceit but as we were approved by god that the gospel should be committed to us even so we speak not as pleasing men but god who proveth our hearts for neither have we used at any time the speech of flattery as you know nor taken an occasion of covetousness god is witness nor sought we glory of men neither of you nor of others whereas we might have been burdensome to you as the apostles of christ but we became little ones in the midst of you as if a nurse should cherish her children so desirous of you we would gladly impart unto you not only the gospel of god but also our own souls and because you were become most dear unto us for you remember brethren our labor and toil working night and day lest we should be chargeable to any of you we preached among you the gospel of god you are witnesses and god also how holily and justly and without blame we have been to you that have believed as you know in what manner entreating and comforting you as a father doth his children we testify to every one of you that you would walk worthy of god who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory for you brethren are become followers of the churches of god which are in judea in christ jesus for you also have suffered the same things from your own countrymen even as they have from the jews who both killed the lord jesus and the prophets and have persecuted us and please not god and are adversaries to all men prohibiting us to speak to the gentiles that they may be saved to fill up their sins always for the wrath of god is come upon them to the end footnote to fill up their sins that is to fill up the measure of their sins after which god's justice would punish them for the wrath of god is come upon them to the end that is to continue on them to the end and a footnote but we brethren being taken away from you for a short time in sight not in heart have hastened the more abundantly to see your face with great desire for we would have come unto you i paul indeed once and again but satan hath hindered us for what is our hope or joy or crown of glory are not you in the presence of our lord jesus christ at his coming for you are our glory and joy first thessalonians chapter three the apostles concern and love for the thessalonians for which cause forbearing no longer we thought it good to remain at athens alone and we sent timothy our brother and the minister of god in the gospel of christ to confirm you and exhort you concerning your faith that no man should be moved in these tribulations for yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto for even when we were with you we foretold you that we should suffer tribulations as also it is come to pass 
and you know. For this cause also I, forbearing no longer, sent to know your faith, lest perhaps he that tempteth should have tempted you, and our labor should be made vain. But now, when Timothy came to us from you, and related to us your faith and charity, and that you have a good remembrance of us always, desiring to see us as we also to see you. Therefore we are comforted, brethren, in you in all our necessity and tribulation by your faith, because now we live if you stand in the Lord. For what thanks can we return to God for you, in all the joy wherewith we rejoice for you before our God? night and day more abundantly praying that we may see your face and may accomplish those things that are wanting to your faith now god himself and our father and our lord jesus christ direct our way unto you and may the lord multiply you and make you abound in charity towards one another and towards all men as we do also towards you to confirm your hearts without blame in holiness before god and our father at the coming of our lord jesus christ with all his saints amen first thessalonians chapter four he exhorts them to purity and mutual charity he treats of the resurrection of the dead for the rest therefore brethren pray and beseech you in the lord jesus that as you have received from us how you ought to walk and to please god so also you would walk that you may abound the more for you know what precepts i have given to you by the lord jesus for this is the will of god your sanctification that you should abstain from fornication that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honour not in the passion of lust like the gentiles that know not god and that no man overreach nor circumvent his brother in business because the lord is the avenger of all these things as we have told you before and have testified for god hath not called us unto uncleanness but unto sanctification therefore he that despiseth these things despiseth not man but god who also hath given his holy spirit in us but as touching the charity of brotherhood we have no need to write to you for yourselves have learned of god to love one another for indeed you do it towards all the brethren in all macedonia but we entreat you brethren that you abound more and that you use your endeavour to be quiet and that you do your own business and work with your own hands as we commanded you and that you walk honestly towards them that are without and that you want nothing of any man's and we will not have you ignorant brethren concerning them that are asleep that you be not sorrowful even as others who have no hope for if we believe that jesus died and rose again even so them who have slept through jesus will god bring with him for this we say unto you in the word of the lord that we who are alive who remain unto the coming of the lord shall not prevent them who have slept 
for the lord himself shall come down from heaven with commandment and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of god and the dead who are in christ shall rise first then we who are alive who are left shall be taken up together with them in the clouds to meet christ into the air and so shall we be always with the lord wherefore comfort ye one another with these words first thessalonians chapter five the day of the lord shall come when least expected exhortations to several duties but of the times and moments brethren you need not that we should write to you for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the lord shall so come as a thief in the night for when they shall say peace and security then shall sudden destruction come upon them as the pains upon her that is with child and they shall not escape but you brethren are not in darkness that the day should overtake you as a thief for all you are the children of light and children of the day we are not of the night nor of darkness therefore let us not sleep as others do but let us watch and be sober for they that sleep sleep in the night and they that are drunk are drunk in the night but let us who are of the day be sober having on the breastplate of faith and charity and for a helmet the hope of salvation for god hath not appointed us unto wrath but unto the purchasing of salvation by our lord jesus christ who died for us that whether we watch or sleep we may live together with him for which cause comfort one another and edify one another as you also do and we beseech you brethren to know them who labor among you and are over you in the lord and admonish you that you esteem them more abundantly in charity for their work's sake have peace with them and we beseech you brethren rebuke the unquiet comfort the feeble-minded support the weak be patient towards all men footnote the unquiet that is such as are irregular and disorderly and a footnote see that none render evil for evil to any man but ever follow that which is good towards each other and towards all men always rejoice pray without ceasing in all things give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus concerning you all extinguish not the spirit despise not prophecies but prove all things hold fast that which is good from all appearance of evil refrain yourselves and may the god of peace himself sanctify you in all things that your whole spirit and soul and body may be preserved blameless in the coming of our lord jesus christ he is faithful who hath called you who also will do it brethren pray for us salute all the brethren with a holy kiss i charge you by the lord that this epistle be read to all the holy brethren the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you amen the second epistle of st paul to the thessalonians in this epistle st paul admonishes the thessalonians to be constant in the faith of christ and not to be terrified by the insinuations of false teachers 
telling them that the day of judgment was near at hand, as there must come many signs and wonders before it. He bids them to hold firm the traditions received from him, whether by word or by epistle, and shows them how they may be certain of his letters by the manner he writes. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 He gives thanks to God for their faith and constancy, and prays for their advancement in all good. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you towards each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves also glory in you in the churches of God, for your patience and faith, and in all your persecutions and tribulations which you endure, for an example of the last judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which also you suffer. Seeing it is a just thing with God to repay tribulation to them that trouble you, and to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with the angels of his power, in a flame of fire, giving vengeance to them who know not God, and who obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall suffer eternal punishment in destruction from the face of the Lord, and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints, and to be made wonderful in all them who have believed, because our testimony was believed upon you in that day. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would make you worthy of his vocation, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, and the work of faith in power that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 The day of the Lord is not to come till the man of sin be revealed. The apostles' traditions are to be observed. And we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and of our gathering together unto him, that you be not easily moved from your sense, nor be terrified, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by epistle, as sent from us, as if the day of the Lord were at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for unless there come a revolt first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, footnote, a revolt, this revolt or falling off is generally understood by the ancient fathers of a revolt from the roman empire which was first to be destroyed before the coming of antichrist it may perhaps be understood also of a revolt of many nations from the catholic church which has in part happened already by means of mohammed luther and others and it may be supposed will be more general in the days of the antichrist the man of sin here must be meant some particular man 
as is evident from the frequent repetition of the greek article omicron the man of sin the son of perdition the adversary or opposer it agrees to the wicked and great antichrist who will come before the end of the world and a footnote who opposeth and is lifted up above all that is called god or that is worshipped so that he sitteth in the temple of god showing himself as if he were god footnote in the temple either that of jerusalem which some think he will rebuild or in some christian church which he will pervert to his own worship as mohammed has done by the churches of the east and a footnote remember you not that when i was yet with you i told you these things and now you know what withholdeth that he may be revealed in his time for the mystery of iniquity already worketh only that he who now holdeth do hold until he be taken out of the way and then that wicked one shall be revealed whom the lord jesus shall kill with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming him whose coming is according to the working of satan in all power and signs and lying wonders and in all seduction of iniquity to them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved therefore god shall send them the operation of error to believe lying footnote god shall send that is god shall suffer them to be deceived by lying wonders and false miracles in punishment of their not entertaining the love of truth that all may be judged who have not believed the truth but have consented to iniquity but we ought to give thanks to god always for you brethren beloved of god for that god hath chosen you first fruits unto salvation in sanctification of the spirit and faith of the truth whereunto also he hath called you by our gospel unto the purchasing of the glory of our lord jesus christ therefore brethren stand fast and hold to the traditions which you have learned whether by word or by our epistle footnote traditions see here that the unwritten traditions are no less to be received than their epistles and a footnote now our lord jesus christ himself and god and our father who hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope in grace exhort your hearts and confirm you in every good work and word second thessalonians chapter three he begs their prayers and warns them against idleness for the rest brethren pray for us that the word of god may run and may be glorified even as among you footnote may run that is may spread itself and have a free course and footnote and that we may be delivered from importunate and evil men for all men have not faith but god is faithful who will strengthen and keep you from evil and we have confidence concerning you in the lord that the things which we command you both do and will do 
and the Lord direct your hearts in the charity of God and the patience of Christ. And we charge you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother walking disorderly and not according to the tradition which they have received of us. For yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, for we were not disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing, but in labor and in toil we worked night and day, lest we should be chargeable to any of you, not as if we had not power, but that we might give ourselves a pattern unto you to imitate us. For also when we were with you, this we declared to you, that if any man will not work, neither let him eat. For we have heard there are some among you who walk disorderly, working not at all, but curiously meddling. Now we charge them that are such, and beseech them by the Lord Jesus Christ, that, working with silence, they would eat their own bread. But you, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle note the man and do not keep company with him that he may be ashamed yet do not esteem him as an enemy but admonish him as a brother now the lord of peace himself give you everlasting peace in every place the lord be with you all the salutation of paul with my own hand which is the sign in every epistle so i write the first epistle of st paul to timothy st paul writes this epistle to his beloved timothy being then bishop of ephesus to instruct him in the duties of a bishop both in respect to himself and to his charge and that he ought to be well informed of the good morals of those on whom he was to impose hands impose not hands lightly upon any man he tells him also how he should behave towards his clergy. The epistle was written about thirty-three years after our Lord's ascension, but where it was written is uncertain. The more general opinion is that it was in Macedonia. 1 Timothy chapter 1 He puts Timothy in mind of his charge, and blesses God for the mercy he himself had received Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the commandment of God our Saviour, and Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, his beloved son in faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Christ Jesus our Lord. As I desire thee to remain at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some not to teach otherwise, not give heed to fables and endless genealogies which furnish questions rather than the edification of god which is in faith now the end of the commandment is charity from a pure heart and a good conscience and an unfeigned faith from which things some going astray are turned aside unto vain babbling desiring to be teachers of the law understanding neither the things they say nor the whereof they affirm 
but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully knowing this that the law is not made for the just man but for the unjust and disobedient for the ungodly and for sinners for the wicked and defiled for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers for manslayers footnote the law is not he means that the just man doth good and avoideth evil not as compelled by the law and merely for fear of the punishment appointed for transgressors but voluntarily and out of love of god and virtue and would do so though there were no law and a footnote for fornicators for them who defile themselves with mankind for men-stealers for liars for perjured persons and whatever other thing is contrary to sound doctrine which is according to the gospel of the glory of the blessed god which hath been committed to my trust i give him thanks who hath strengthened me even to christ jesus our lord for that he hath counted me faithful putting me in the ministry who before was a blasphemer and a persecutor and contumelious but i obtained the mercy of god because i did it ignorantly in unbelief now the grace of our lord hath abounded exceedingly with faith and love which is in christ jesus a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that christ jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom i am the chief but for this cause have i obtained mercy that in me first christ jesus might show forth all patience for the information of them that shall believe in him unto life everlasting now to the king of ages immortal invisible the only god be honour and glory for ever and ever amen this precept i commend to thee o son timothy according to the prophecies going before on thee that thou war in them a good warfare having faith and a good conscience which some rejecting have made shipwreck concerning the faith of whom is hymenaeus and alexander whom i have delivered up to satan that they may learn not to blaspheme first timothy chapter two prayers are to be said for all men because god wills the salvation of all women are not to teach i desire therefore first of all that supplications prayers intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all men for kings and for all that are in high station that we may lead a quiet and a peaceful life in all piety and chastity for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our saviour who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth for there is one god and one mediator of god and men the man christ jesus footnote one mediator christ is the one and only mediator of redemption who gave himself as the apostle writes in the following verse End of footnote. who gave himself a redemption for all a testimony in due times footnote a redemption for all he is also the only mediator who stands in need of no other to recommend his petitions to the father 
but this is not against our seeking the prayers and intercession as well as of the faithful upon earth as of the saints and angels in heaven for obtaining mercy grace and salvation through jesus christ as st paul himself often desired the help of the prayers of the faithful without any injury to the mediatorship of jesus christ and a footnote whereunto i am appointed a preacher and an apostle i say the truth i lie not a doctor of the gentiles in faith and truth i will therefore that men pray in every place lifting up pure hands without anger and contention in like manner women also in decent apparel adorning themselves with modesty and sobriety not with plaited hair or gold or pearls or costly attire but as it becometh women professing godliness with good works let the women learn in silence with all subjection but i suffer not a woman to teach nor to use authority over the man but to be in silence for adam was first formed then eve and adam was not seduced but the woman being seduced was in the transgression yet she shall be saved through child-bearing if she continue in faith and love and sanctification with sobriety first timothy chapter three what sort of men are to be admitted into the clergy the church is the pillar of truth a faithful saying if a man desire the office of a bishop he desireth good work it behoveth therefore a bishop to be blameless the husband of one wife sober prudent of good behavior chaste given to hospitality a teacher footnote of one wife the meaning is not that every bishop should have a wife for st paul himself had none but that no one should be admitted to holy orders of bishop priest or deacon who had been married more than once and a footnote not given to wine no striker but modest not quarrelsome not covetous but one that ruleth well his own house having his children in subjection with all chastity but if a man know not how to rule his own house how shall he take care of the church of god not a neophyte lest being puffed up with pride he fall into the judgment of the devil footnote a neophyte that is one lately baptized a young convert and a footnote moreover he must have a good testimony of them who are without lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil deacons in like manner chaste not double-tongued not given to much wine not greedy of filthy lucre holding the mystery of faith in a pure conscience and let these also first be proved and so let them minister having no crime the women in like manner chaste not slanderers but sober faithful in all things let deacons be the husbands of one wife who rule well their children and their own houses for they that have ministered well shall purchase to themselves a good degree and much confidence in the faith which is in christ jesus these things i write to thee hoping that i shall come to thee shortly
but if i tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of god which is the church of the living god the pillar and ground of the truth footnote the pillar and ground of the truth therefore the church of the living god can never uphold error nor bring in corruptions superstition or idolatry and footnote and evidently great is the mystery of godliness which was manifested in the flesh was justified in the spirit appeared unto angels hath been preached unto the gentiles is believed in the world is taken up in glory first timothy chapter four he warns him against heretics and exhorts him to the exercise of piety now the spirit manifestly saith that in the last times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to spirits of error and doctrines of devils speaking lies in hypocrisy and having their conscience seared forbidding to marry to abstain from meats which god hath created to be received with thanksgiving by the faithful and by them that have known the truth footnote forbidding to marry to abstain from meats he speaks of the gnostics the marcionites the eneratites the manichaeans and other ancient heretics who absolutely condemned marriage and the use of all kind of meat because they pretended that all flesh was from an evil principle whereas the church of god so far from condemning marriage holds it a holy sacrament and forbids it to none but such as by vow have chosen the better part and prohibits not the use of any meats whatsoever in proper times and seasons though she does not judge all kind of diet proper for days of fasting and penance and a footnote for every creature of god is good and nothing to be rejected that is received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of god and prayer these things proposing to the brethren thou shalt be a good minister of christ jesus nourished up in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which thou hast attained unto but avoid foolish and old wives fables and exercise thyself unto godliness for bodily exercise is profitable to little but godliness is profitable to all things having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation for therefore we labor and are reviled but the living god who is the saviour of all men especially of the faithful these things command and teach let no man despise thy youth but be thou an example of the faithful in word in conversation in charity in faith in chastity till i come attend unto reading to exhortation and to doctrine neglect not the grace that is in thee which was given thee by prophecy with imposition of the hands of the priesthood meditate upon these things be holy in these things that thy profiting may be manifest to all take heed to thyself and to doctrine be earnest in them for in doing this thou shalt save thyself and them that hear thee first timothy chapter five 
He gives him lessons concerning widows, and how he is to behave to his clergy. An ancient man rebuke not, but entreat him as a father, young men as brethren, old women as mothers, young women as sisters, in all chastity, honor widows that are widows indeed. But if any widow have children or grandchildren, let her learn first to govern her own house, and to make a return of duty to her parents, for this is acceptable before God. But she that is a widow indeed, and desolate, let her trust in God, and continue in supplications and prayers night and day. For she that liveth in pleasures is dead while she is living, and this give in charge that they may be blameless. But if any man have not care of his own, and especially of those of his house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. Let a widow be chosen of no less than threescore years of age, who hath been the wife of one husband. Having testimony for her good works, if she have brought up children, if she have received to harbour, if she have washed the saints' feet, if she have ministered to them that suffer tribulation, if she have diligently followed every good work. But the younger widows avoid, for when they have grown wanton in Christ, they will marry, having damnation because they have made void their first faith. Footnote, their first faith, their vow, by which they had engaged themselves to Christ. End of footnote. And with all being idle, they learn to go about from house to house, and are not idle, but tattlers also, and busybodies speaking things which they ought not. I will therefore that the younger should marry, bear children, be mistresses of families, give no occasion to the adversary to speak evil for some are already turned aside after Satan. If any of the faithful have widows, let him minister to them, and let not the church be charged, that there may be sufficient for them that are widows indeed. Let the priests that rule well be esteemed worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out of the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. Again a priest received not an accusation, but under two or three witnesses. Them that sin reprove before all, that the rest may also have fear. I charge thee before God and Christ Jesus and the elect angels, that thou observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing by declining to either side. Impose not hands lightly upon any man, neither be partaker of other man's sins. Keep thyself chaste. Do not still drink water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thy frequent infirmities. Some men's sins are manifest, going before to judgment, and some men they follow after. In like manner also good deeds are manifest, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. First Timothy chapter 6 Duties of servants, the danger of covetousness, 
lessons for the rich whosoever are servants under the yoke let them count their masters worthy of all honor lest the name of the lord and his doctrine be blasphemed but they that have believing masters let them not despise them because they are brethren but serve them the rather because they are faithful and beloved who are partakers of the benefit these things teach and exhort if any man teach otherwise and consent not to the sound words of our lord jesus christ and to that doctrine which is according to godliness he is proud knowing nothing but sick about questions and strifes of words from which arise envies contentions blasphemies evil suspicions conflicts of men corrupted in mind and who are destitute of the truth supposing gain to be godliness but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into this world and certainly we can carry nothing out but having food and wherewith to be covered with these we are content for they that will become rich fall into temptation and into the snare of the devil and into many unprofitable and hurtful desires which drown men into destruction and perdition for the desire of money is the root of all evils which some coveting have erred from the faith and have entangled themselves in many sorrows but thou o man of god fly these things and pursue justice godliness faith charity patience mildness fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art called and be it confessed a good confession before many witnesses i charge thee before god who quickeneth all things and before christ jesus who gave testimony under pontius pilate a good confession that thou keep the commandment without spot blameless unto the coming of our lord jesus christ which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only mighty the king of kings and lord of lords who only hath immortality and inhabiteth light inaccessible whom no man hath seen nor can see to whom be honour and empire everlasting amen charge the rich of this world not to be high-minded nor to trust in the uncertainty of riches but in the living god who giveth us abundantly all things to enjoy to do good to be rich in good work to give easily to communicate to others to lay up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on the true life o timothy keep that which is committed to thy trust avoiding the profane novelties of words and oppositions of knowledge falsely so called which some promising have erred concerning the faith grace be with thee amen the second epistle of st paul to timothy in this epistle the apostle again instructs and admonishes timothy in what belonged to his office as in the former and also warns him to shun the conversation of those who had 
erred from the truth, describing at the same time their character. He tells him of his approaching death and desires him to come speedily to him. It appears from this circumstance that he wrote this second epistle in the time of his last imprisonment at Rome and not long before his martyrdom. Second Timothy chapter 1 he admonishes him to stir up the grace he received by his ordination and not to be discouraged at his sufferings but to hold firm the sound doctrine of the gospel paul an apostle of jesus christ by the will of god according to the promise of life which is in christ jesus to timothy my dearly beloved son grace mercy and peace from god the father and from christ jesus our lord i give thanks to god whom i serve from my forefathers with a pure conscience that without ceasing i have a remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears that i may be filled with joy calling to mind that faith which is in thee unfeigned which also dwelt first in thy grandmother lois and in thy mother eunice and i am certain that in thee also for which cause i admonish thee that thou stir up the grace of god which is in thee by the imposition of my hands for god hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sobriety be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our lord nor of me his prisoner but labour with the gospel according to the power of god who hath delivered us and called us by his holy calling not according to our own works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in christ jesus before the times of the world but is now made manifest by the illumination of our saviour jesus christ who hath destroyed death and hath brought to light life and incorruption by the gospel footnote by the illumination that is by the bright coming and appearing of our saviour and a footnote wherein i am appointed a preacher and an apostle and teacher of the gentiles for which cause i also suffer these things but i am not ashamed for i know whom i have believed and i am certain that he is able to keep that which i have committed unto him against that day hold the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and in the love which is in christ jesus keep the good thing committed to thy trust by the holy ghost who dwelleth in us thou knowest this that all they who are in asia are turned away from me of whom are phigelus and homogenes the lord give mercy to the house of onesphorus because he hath often refreshed me and hath not been ashamed of my chain but when he was come to rome he carefully sought me and found me the lord grant unto him to find mercy the lord in that day and in how many things he ministered unto me at ephesus thou very well knowest second timothy chapter two he exhorts him to diligence in his office 
and patience in suffering, the danger of the delusions of heretics. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in Christ Jesus, and the things which thou hast heard of me by many witnesses, the same commend to the faithful men who shall be fit to teach others also. Labor as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No man being a soldier to God entangleth himself with secular businesses that he may please him to whom he hath engaged himself. For he also that striveth for the mastery is not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboureth must first partake of the fruits. Understand what I say, for the Lord will give thee in all things understanding. Be mindful that the Lord Jesus Christ is risen again from the dead of the seed of David according to my gospel, wherein I labor even unto bands as an evildoer. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with heavenly glory. A faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall live also with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, he continueth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Of these things put them in mind, charging them before the Lord. Contend not in words, for it is to no profit but to the subverting of the hearers. Carefully study to present thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they grow much towards ungodliness, and their speech spreadeth like a canker, of whom are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have erred from the truth, saying that the resurrection is past already, and have subverted the faith of some. But the sure foundation of God standeth firm, having this seal, and the Lord knoweth who are his, and let every one depart from iniquity, who nameth the name of the Lord. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some indeed unto honor, but some unto dishonor. If any man therefore shall cleanse himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and profitable to the Lord, prepared unto every good work. But flee thou, youthful desires, and pursue justice, faith, charity, and peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart, and avoid foolish and unlearned questions, knowing that they beget strifes. But the servant of the Lord must not wrangle, but be mild toward all men, apt to teach, patient, with modesty admonishing them that resist the truth. If peradventure, God may give them repentance to know the truth, and they may recover themselves from the snares of the devil, by whom they are held captive at his will. 
End of section 19.